0: Hello, welcome to and uh, Planes and Abroad with Ray Franklin. I'm here in the United States of America talking about culture here in the United States of America from my perspective. Um, just thank you guys for listening. Uh, I know I don't have a lot of listeners. Sometimes I have no listeners, but <laughs> I'm thankful for whoever takes time uh, to come out and uh, download a podcast or whoever just, you know, one day out doing a chore or something just wants to hear my voice and hear something I have to say, so. Um, So, I was going to talk about something else today. I was really focused on um, other things as well, but something really happened today and yesterday and last night. So, of course, it's 4th of July weekend, as I said, uh, when I redid uh, the Redux on the 1985 movies from the year 1985, the impact they've had on pop culture and on me personally. Uh, It's 4th of July weekend here in the United States, and... I just was living at social media yesterday. Social media in America is so predictable. Every holiday, you bash whoever the holiday is about. As I said, if it's a Christian holiday, you bash Christians, you bash Jesus, you bash the Bible, uh, you bash Christianity. If it's a Jewish holiday, you, you, t- you talk about the terrible things the government of Israel has done. Even though that's, you know, again, you can be Jewish and not support the government of Israel. You can be, from the government of israel and not be jewish so it, it's but people aren't that smart people aren't intelligent enough to differentiate between an ethnic group and a nation that's how uh unintelligent and lazy many lazy many people are so that happens as well then of course Thanksgiving people bash people who eat meat, who eat carbs, you know. It's people always come out saying, Eating meat is wrong, go veg on Thanksgiving, blah, blah, blah. You know, Christmas and saying because, you know, bash that. Uh people don't really don't bash New Year's Eve. That's probably like the the holiday that people only bash because they feel that too many of inebriated people are on the roads or early in the morning, or coming back, or whatever. Or they can't go to a lot of their favorite hangout spots because it's amateur hour. It's overpriced, and it's crowded. So that's usually the complaints about New Year's Eve. That's probably the least complaint about holiday. And, of course, Columbus Day brings up uh, the, the issues that we have. And not just issues. These are real terrible things that happen to the indigenous population of the North and South Americas and the islands here. So this is not an issue. This is real. So Columbus Day brings up a lot of... You know, the age of discovery for Europeans, the age of really mass European expansion. Yes, I'm aware Europeans were definitely in North America, but way before Columbus, we know that. Especially if you're a fan of the show Vikings, you know that for as well. So, but, um, you know, so, but the age of expansion that began with Columbus, the significance of his discovery, significance of that very globally changing historical event. um. You know, has a holiday associated with it. And there have been people who complain about it and, and everything. So, a uh, Veterans Day, people complain about how we don't take care of our veterans, which is true. Uh, people complain about the military, politicians. A lot of people believe we should not have a military, uh, military industrial complex. So it, it becomes about something other than the same thing. Memorial Day, or oh, we should never have sent some of these wars, which I agree with some of these wars and conflicts that people have died in. We should not have been involved in. And, uh, and, or the ones and the ones that we successful in still w- were paid at a very heavy price. So, um, again, but it becomes, you, you bash the military industrial complex from all day, veterans day. So there seems to be social media. Social media is just, to be honest, just full of hate. It's just full of hate. Uh, it used to be full of lust and hate. Now it's just full of hate. So just people are hating all the time. They're ripping each other all the time. They're ripping somebody all the time. And it seems like people follow with the haters. Like if you look at people who are overly negative, Uh, who overly critical about everything they have the biggest listeners the biggest followers and make the most money they have the most weight on the 24 hour cable uh news network, news services, so uh, everybody on social media follows the haters and that people love to hate. So just you know, we, we as Christians talk about the uh, if you I don't know how people listen are not Christians, but Christians believe in the sinful nature of man and that, you know, people love to hate by nature and that's something I think social media really brings out Just the hatred for everybody and everything is just and then even the people themselves who run their accounts become haters and they hate on everybody who hates on them and just a circle of, of hate. But you know, again, the thing I want to talk about today, I want to be focused, is patriotism. And what is patriotism? And again, I have people who listen to this podcast, a handful of you who listen. Some of you are not Americans. Some of you are born and raised in foreign countries. And I always like hearing how you guys feel about the nations that you grew up in compared to being in the United States. And And I've heard good and bad. I've heard people say they love the freedom here. They love the social mobility here. But they also may not like the lack of identity of a culture here because america is so culturally different there's so many different cultures within the culture and within the culture within the culture there really isn't a really hard american culture uh anymore in this nation there was uh, one time there's always fringes but now i think more so since the cultural revolution of the 1960s united states uh, the last 60 years it's really been shattered it's really been it's really different now it's a different world now when i watch uh quantum leap episodes and you look at the times with sam leaps and a big quantum leap fan i think i've said it before on uh my podcast if not i definitely gotta do a podcast on quantum leap and why i'm a leaper so and how much i despise that they canceled it early and how much i despise the last episode so which a mirror image people who know who people who know my passion for the show quantum leap know how much i i, I really feel about Quile and Leap and how much I really, 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 really hate that they canceled a season tour. Anyway, neither here or there. That's that's not coming back that ship to sell the barn 28 years ago. So, uh, I mean, cows left the barn, not ship to sell the barn. Ship sells off the dock. But um, that ship is gone. That cow's left. So that, that's that. But I do a whole episode of Quile and Leap. But uh, when he leaps back in time, pre-60s cultural revolution in the United States, it's a completely different country. It's a completely different country than it is now. A lot of ways it's better. Uh, it's a lot of economic opportunity, a lot of social opportunity, a lot of things definitely with civil rights and stuff. There's still a way, long way to go, but it has come a long way. and And, and that is very, very, very true. This nation, again... I still know I was watching last night. It's the 4th of July. So there's certain things I like to watch every 4th of July. I like to watch Born on the 4th of July. It remind me of the, both the good and the bad. I've read the book, too, by Ron Kovic. Uh, he's still alive. And his birthday is, really, the 4th of July. So yesterday he, uh, he turned 75. He was born, just like the movie said, uh, born 4th of July, 1946. And uh, Ron Kovic, who was uh, severely wounded in Vietnam, Came a huge critic of the vietnam war and american involvement uh he also had some issues you know he, he's been uh he's still been very vocal about it and he's still around he's still good still alive 75 years later so uh salute to him mr kovic and uh uh and all you know and uh still out there his voice is still out there and still definitely in our age being heard and Definitely to listen to him, all the other veterans, those who came back from Vietnam who believed it was noble and and those who came back and believed that we should never have been there. So veterans have different views about America, and that's what this patriotism is about. And that's why I really love... Like I love, I love history documentaries. I said that before in my interpretation frustration when it comes to being a history fan. And 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 again the documentaries I I I don't own a lot of stuff especially cuz now we have streaming services so you don't really need to own anything. You can go in and see what service has stuff. But I own the Vietnam PBS documentary. I own it because growing up post Vietnam, I was born the year uh I was born when Vietnam ended uh in the mid 70s. And uh when Vietnam our, our Vietnam ended and, and the north conquered the South and won the war in Vietnam to this day is still a communist country. And um uh, so the the generation I grew up in, little kid was formed, uh the adults were of that era. They were Vietnam veterans, uh, or served pre Vietnam or post Vietnam. So Vietnam had a huge impact on my life growing up in my Form, formation of my brain and understanding of America, American identity. Also the cold war as well. Being a Gen Xer, we were the last cold war generation. Even millennials are like, what? What's the cold war. It's like, you know, it seems like ancient history, but we were the last Gen X, the last cold war generation. So, uh, so you understand Vietnam and what it meant to people and how people who went never really talked about it. Some people you wouldn't know didn't even, I didn't even know went to Vietnam until years later as an adult, like, Hey, here decades later, I've known this person for decades. They're a friend of the family. Oh yeah. I'm a Vietnam vet. I never knew they went to Vietnam because they never told me. They never mentioned it. It was something they never talked about. So it was just, you know, secret that open secret that people just didn't talk about. So, a lot of people in the day, you know, uh, relatives of mine who served in Vietnam don't talk. About, I think I don't think any of them, none of them talk about it. And uh, it, it's they served, and I go to church with a lot of people who served in Vietnam. I, with uh, the Marines, they served in Da Nang, they served in uh, the, the crappy assignments up in the Central Highlands, and uh, it's, you know, one uh, thing is the father-in-law, my wife, my pastor's wife, Mrs. Hartsel. Her father-in-law, I think, had a terrible assignment in Vietnam. He just went and got shelled the whole time he was there. He was, he was at one of those outposts. Um, if, if you're familiar with Vietnam or Vietnam history, one of those outposts that just literally took mortar to fire pretty much this whole time he was in country. So it was, it, it was rough. It was, it was a very rough assignment. because I've known people, people went to Vietnam and they were in the rear with the gear, and that was a completely, completely different assignment than being out in, in combat. It's just is. It's, it's okay. You're in, you're in South Vietnam. Yeah. Where were you stationed? What did you do? And some people, I know, they, they were in the rear of the gear. They were, they were thankful to be in the rear of the gear. And some people, they were in the front line. So it's it's completely different, completely different when you talk to them. But the thing I like about it is their view of patriotism. Because to me, a lot of them volunteered. Some of them were drafted uh, and some of them volunteered. So you get to hear their view of patriotism and how, so like when they came back, and they have their books out. You know, if you're ever Vietnam PBS, I think there's a website and you can look at the different authors, people who are a part of the documentary, uh, and you can hear their stories. Uh, there are also YouTube videos of them speaking at public events. A lot of the people who contributed, a lot of the veterans who were there. And, uh, you also, again, you, you hear from the North Vietnamese, you hear from people who were part of the Viet Cong, uh, you hear people who are part of the South Vietnam, uh, the Army of, uh, Arvin. Army of the Republic of Vietnam, South Vietnamese Army. You hear from their side as well. It's not people talking about Arvin and all the complaints they've had, but people who actually belong to Arvin, which I really, really liked. I like hearing from, uh, the North Vietnamese side and I liked hearing because there was a Vietnamese Civil War before and after we were there. So, um, it, for, you know, so it's one of those things that again, I, I just wish hindsight is 2020 or maybe hindsight is 1010 if they just would have at 1945 or 1955 when they did the uh, agreement with the United Nations or whatever accord it was, that they were going to have an open election and just unite everything behind Ho-, Ho Chi Minh, it would just, so many lives would have been changed. So much bloodshed would have been avoided. So many things that happened in Cambodia and Laos wouldn't have happened. So many, the world just would have been so different. Just, you know, they would have unified, it would have been a communist country, sad to say, but they would have been. Under a and they would not have had the Civil War. They wouldn't have had the bloodshed. They wouldn't have had just a lot of the lives lost and ruined. So, it, but because of that, and this is the thing about patriotism, because of the Vietnam War, the Vietnamese people I interact with on a daily basis, and the Vietnamese people I grew up with, I would not have known them. A lot, all of them. They all came. Every last one of them came their relatives came, their their family members came here after solely because of the Vietnam War. They fled Vietnam because of the Vietnam War. And they arrived in the United States and they're Americans. And the re- only reason I even know them and interact with them is because of the war. Because the reality is they wouldn't, wouldn't be here. If they had that had happened, likely stable, you wouldn't have the the violence, you wouldn't have a lot of different things, they would be in Vietnam. You know, some of their parents met and they were from different parts of Vietnam, they probably wouldn't never met, and never would have been here. So it's one of those things as 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 a byproduct of of that, that tragedy, you know, that, that horror. You know, it's, it's 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 weird how those things have that type of impact in your life. Like like this Vietnamese person I know, this Vietnamese per people that I know, um uh, Vietnamese I think one of the crushes I told you I, I had a Vietnamese young woman in high school I had a crush on. I won't say her name, uh, but people know who I know. People who grew up with me know who she is. Uh, and she knows who she is, and her brother knows who she is because her brother was in class with me all the time. I was told her I was going to marry a sister. All like you're crazy, Ronaldo. So, uh, <laughs> so you guys know people who grew up with high school. me you know who I'm talking about, you know. Um, but yeah, I would have never even known them. Never even known them. And the Vietnamese people I know now as an adult, I wouldn't even uh, know any of them if if it wasn't it was, it's just really weird it's really really weird it's just it's just the way life works the ripple effects the impacts of of yeah. things so but patriotism and back to that and that's why i'm talking uh rambling on here but patriotism again how they view the nation and some of them viewed what they did as noble i went over there i, I served my country i didn't do any of the atrocities that you hear about and i served my nation and, and i'm proud of it and some people went and said we should have never been there and uh, and just listening to the different voices and 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 hearing their views of the country, and how when they came back, the Vietnam's veterans against the war, and uh, John Kerry and, and and a lot of other people, you know, throwing their medals. You know, they earned those medals. They earned those medals. They they did stuff. I was like, man, you guys are you guys earned those medals, and they went and they threw them back, and they were, and they threw them away. They threw them back. They tossed their medals, and they, and they said, we don't want this, and they put up a sign that said, trash, and and they did not want. Those medals, they anymore because they didn't believe what they stood for, and when they believe this country had betrayed them and betrayed a generation of people who went to Vietnam who should not have went to Vietnam. So patriotism, at times, is both those things. It's being blessed the benefits of your country, the good things about it, and the bad things. And what I saw in just social media. It's is like everything gets reduced to an idiot level, which means you can't have a civil discussion. It's either America's all good, always been good, always great, and waving a flag and dancing around with white, and blue, or America sucks, it's terrible, it's hard, we we'll burn the whole country to the ground. I, I wish we lived in a Marxist planet. You know, Both of those are the wrong views to, to have, or, or whatever, you're entitled to those views, but both of those are the wrong, simple idiot views to have. You have to understand that this country serious things that are wrong, serious things that are right progress has been made and progress will keep getting made and and for that progress to be authentic and not damaging and not exclusionary to anybody it has to be discussed by everybody but That's too difficult to do. It's easy to, to take the easy path and, and, and wave flags and say, I'm patriotic. And I, ain't. okay, you're patriotic. When's the last time you voted? Well, uh, well, uh, well, okay, you're patriotic. When's the last time you did something for a veteran? Well, uh, well, uh, you're patriotic. When's the last time you voted? You know, you did something in public office. You did something in your community. You did something to make someone's lives better. You did something to make someone better. Have you done a citizenship class? Have you, have you helped someone get citizenship? Have you helped someone, uh, you know, what have you done? To be patriotic I uh, just like uh, eating red and white and blue cupcakes and and uh drinking red white and blue beers with red white and blue label on it and uh eating red and white and blue uh berry cobbler or whatever so uh, again again you know I question my own so you know what is patriotism i vote i vote i like voting i uh, i vote you know every couple of years i vote in primaries again i'm a republican so i, I vote in primaries all stuff craziness in the g o p um but you know uh, 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 again i always ask myself my citizenship i I do things i don't sit here and brag about them i do patriotic things uh and and again patriot real patriotism you don't brag you don't tell people i work with a guy that is a, a veteran and he does some very stuff to help veterans that i'm amazed and most people didn't know it and he what he does is just his own thing he doesn't have an organization he just goes out if he comes across a veteran who needs help he does what he can to help him and uh that's his patience i know i know some people who have naturalized got earned their citizenship through the military through the marine corps through the army they came to this country with nothing they earned their citizenship and, 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 and they are proud. as I think they're even more American than I am. And they will talk to me about, look, this is how bad things were. Because were. again, I, I live in South Florida. I live in Fort Lauderdale area. So I have people here from all over the world and therefore they tell me their experience. Like, hey, I'm a citizen of Spain. Here's the thing about Spain I like, I don't. I'm a citizen of the United States. Here's the thing about America I like and I don't. So you really get a different view of patriotism here because it's such an international area, whether if you lived in somewhere that did not have a lot of people from a foreign country you live in the the states you live in the quote-unquote flower country you live in deep in the heartland you're not meeting people from outside of the united states who are naturalized citizens like we have here in south florida we have a ton of naturalized citizens so you can sit down people can tell you their american story and say hey this is where things went right and wrong I, i know a gentleman uh, black gentleman who is an immigrant from the West Indies, and he tells me, "Look, these are the things America does right. These are the things America does wrong. These are the things my country, where I'm from, does right, and here's the things my country from does wrong." And you get a very good view of patriotism that way, because uh, then you get a, a perspective of the country that is like me. I'm born and raised in the USA. I'm like you know, you know, born, I can't say the song because that's copyright infringement, but you know, I'm born in the USA, so I, I'm born and raised in the United States of America. So I am an American that way, and I've only. Understood, informed. I've never lived. I've been abroad, you know. Like I say traveled, traveled last time, traveled, but I've never lived abroad. I've never lived long term in a place. i never lived in Mexico. I've never lived in Jamaica. I've never lived in uh even next door in Canada. i never lived in even in Canada, but I, I've never lived next door in the Bahamas. You know, I, I've never lived, you know, in, you know, down in Saint Martin. So it, it, it's really different when you don't live in those places. You know, I, I you know we. we Living somewhere is completely different than visiting. Of course, we understand that. So, that's what type of patriotism is. Patriotism. I, I feel my personal view about it is this: is that there are things in this country that are uniquely great, and there are things in this country that are uniquely horrible. There are things in this country that are commonly great, and there are things in this country that are commonly hor- horrible. And I think the way things get better is you make progress. You know the founding fathers. You know they were slaveholders. You know that was it. The only relationship we could have with the founding fathers is when I to go fetch my horse. That's it. <laughs> That's what they would say to me. Go fetch my horse. That's it. That's it. And and and, and some of them weren't slaveholders. Some of them were. Abbot. <clears throat> excuse me some of them were abolitionists so some relationship guys were like hey brother you're fully my brother in christ you're fully fully equal to me and and you deserve full citizenship because all people are created, all men are created equal so uh, again you know john jerson wrote that he didn't believe that uh some other the founding fathers did some of them were abolitionists some of them did believe that we should have settled the slavery issue beforehand and those guys were right correct so um i believe so that'd be a whole another episode we could probably spent eight hours debating whether they were right or wrong but and still not come to a consensus conclusion on it but um so you have to take that in effect i i the constitution three-fifths compromise but again the 13th amendment 14th amendment 15th amendment i'm a full citizen because of those things so you have to take the, those things in stride and the progress to be made the progress to be made and and and, and again i very rarely, most people don't, but I still respect the founding fathers. I respect the things they did right, and I criticize for the things they did wrong, and and that's pretty much what I think honest patriotism is. Is you can sit here and say, Hey, George W. I loved you, George Washington. Hey, you did great, the things here, but here you screwed up, and and that's what you have to do. That's what we do in life with anything. If you're a fair boss, a fair supervisor, a fair employee, a fair friend, you bring out the good points in people and you correct their bad ones. And that's what patriotism is to me. It's the things this nation did right. The things this nation uniquely did right and the things you did, we did wrong. And it currently, the things we're doing right and the things we're doing wrong again. And you can be negative again. You can talk to different people and they just see America as all negative. They live it here and they hate here. And they're like, I hate living here. I said, why don't they leave? I said, they can't leave. They don't have any money to leave. Where are they going to go? They're Americans. They've been, they've been here for generations. And there are people who who were born and raised here who love it here, who want to go, who've been all over the world and would not rather live anywhere else than here. So you have those perspectives and views. And I think we just time to listen to people. You know, again, a gentleman I know... He's off this weekend. Yesterday, he's out for the July celebration, and he's at the beach. And the people are there, and he's talking to people of different races, different backgrounds, and everything. He's like, you know what? People aren't really buttholes. People really aren't, you know, jerks like they are on social media. He's like, I'm surprised at how many people who have different views about this country, different spirits of life, and how we all getting along. I say, because once you log off social media, you realize social media is trash. That the reason people, a lot of people say these things about this nation and, and the people who, you know, these scholars that always write, you know, this and that and all these newspapers, they have an agenda. The agenda is division. When you turn on any news station, it's ratings. That's their that's their agenda. If, if, if you're positive, if you're focused, if you're balanced, you're not going to have an audience. You know, very few people have audiences where they sit there and they call, the, you know, call balls and strikes. Very few people do that. You know, all the stuff, you turn to Fox News, I know it's going to be America's great Unless Biden's done something, we know Biden is awful. That turn to MSNBC is going to be the same way. It's going to be Biden is great, America is awful. You know, a turn to CNN. It depends on who the host is. You know, CNN could be talking about something completely. Still could be looking for that plane that went missing over the uh, Indian Ocean. You know, for years ago. So, they CNN is just weird. That's why I watch CNN. Of all the three, I watch CNN because again, they have guys on there like a Smokanish, uh, Jake Tapper's. I don't. Tapper tapper's weird Tapper, I gotta say I, I talk, Tapper is weird Because Tapper would go Like do weird stuff Like one day you'll think He's fair and balanced The next day he'll show you That he's a Democrat operative And there are days That he's just ticked off At the Democrats And he finally starts Asking them real questions it's like, And they can't handle it like, Am I really on with a CNN And somebody's asking me A question that is actually uh, f- f- Rough and uh, causing me to think And uh, you know He, he really does that. He doesn't harass the guests Like the was a time He got into it with Pelosi I loved it at uh, that time, time Wolf Blitzer finally called out Nancy Pelosi on some of the stuff she was doing wrong Wolf was like I had enough of this junk Wolf was just like fed up like Wolf you know Wolf is a diehard Democrat and Wolf just had it with Pelosi that day and just went all for her. and it was just that was a great uh, that was great because that's what you need to do you shouldn't be comfortable coming on if you're as powerful as Speaker Pelosi is. you're powerful as Leader McConnell if you're as powerful as Leader Schumer you shouldn't be comfortable coming on a TV show you shouldn't be ambushed and harass but you should be challenged you should like look you have a lot of power a lot of say so over the lives of hundreds of millions of people you need to be held in account and I think patriotism is holding our leaders in account. And I just don't see that. When Trump was in the Trumpers, everything he did was right. And and the Trump haters, everything he did was wrong. And the Bidenites the same way. Everything Joe does is right. Everything Joe does. And, 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 and the other people who hate Joe. Everything he does is wrong. It's like somebody told me, a, a, a former co-worker, was like, hey, you know what? Biden sucks. I'm like, okay, why does he suck? He's like, uh, 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 couldn't give me an answer. You know, like you can't like somebody can't read Trump sucks. I said, okay, why does Trump suck? You're like, well, um, he he's Trump. He's orange. You're like, okay, he's orange. Yeah, he's a bad tan. Okay, that doesn't mean he sucks because he's a bad tan. I live in, in South Florida. A lot of people have a spray on and bad tans. Like, what is he doing right? What is he doing wrong? And, and then people really can't articulate those points. You know, and 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 and, and that's the issue. Patriotism to me again is being able to articulate those things again yesterday, loved it, shared it on social media, uh, Chetmate Lincolnites it's a YouTube channel by Anton Shea I don't know, I think I pronounced his name, Films uh, and he does, uh, one of the projects he does is Checkmate Lincolnites he had a great one yesterday on Conf- confederate generals were they better than union generals and he 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 really knows his stuff and he really goes back and said no they weren't they were some great confederate generals they were some great union generals but again there's, there's there are a lot of reasons the union won the civil war but the union generals did have good strategic advantages did make use of strategy did have some great general. grant really was a great general he he really gets no credit from a lot of the neo-confederates in this country who don't want to admit they got whipped and deserved to get whipped and uh, that Grant actually whipped Lee and uh, that's the reality. You know, Sherman, you know, Sherman is, is the man for uh, us Republicans. Us, uh, Sherman whooped the Confederacy. He whipped the South. He, he, he brought it back in line. He, he did it. He whipped it. Why? Because that's how great a general he was. That's how he was. He wasn't a great person. You know, he let slaves stay behind and get massacred. So definitely not a civil rights icon. Definitely not that. The slaves did like him for one reason. He freed them from uh, slavery. He burned the plantations down. So looted the plantations and burnt some of them down. Some of his, his wild troops did. Hey, give me freedom, dude. Hey, I want freedom. You got it? Hey, thanks, Jim. But he, he didn't take care of it. You know, he, he, he wasn't a civil rights hero, civil rights icon, anything. Let the slaves get massacred. He complained the slaves were following them. That it was ruining his speed. He had one goal, defeating the South, united in the union that was it but he was a great general and uh he does and and i think now as time goes on people are giving sherman that credit for his strategy for his aggression and for his crushing of the the rebellious racist traitors in the south even though he was a bigot himself so uh but bringing the confederacy to ruins which i'm being a black person i pretty much celebrate him for that that he brought the confederacy to rubble so that's actually a good thing for me that's such a good thing for america general sherman is a patriot great patriot why because he crushed the confederacy kept the country united thank you general sherman wherever you are and general grant is the same so and general grant did try to do his best during reconstruction so you so you have those things as well again patriotism again you got to tell the truth sherman Racist jerk, but he crushed the Confederacy. Why? He wanted to unite the country. And that's patriotism. I don't have to turn General Sherman into a a civil rights icon. He is not. Let the slave complain about the slaves all the time. And 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 his goal again. So again, patriotism tell the truth. You tell the truth about Abe. Love Abe. I'm a Republican. I love Abe. Abe is the man. But Abe had things he did right, things he did wrong. Plans that were right, plans I don't agree with. You know, so that's patriotism. I'm just telling it all. I'm telling it all, you know, and, and me, I appreciate the goodness of this country and problems here got to get fixed. Appreciate the goodness, hate the badness. There are things that are right here and things that are wrong here. And that's the way it is in every country every country and and, and again I, I know some people who live abroad and they love where they are they say i'm not coming back to america that's a visit but i'm never gonna live and that's hey that's their opinion that's their opinion and 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 and, and, and again i always wonder this because when patriotism is a i'm gonna close here but it's olympic season so again you had the situation recently where a person you know woman complained black woman complained about the national anthem she hated it and then people were like, well, why is she representing the country if she hates the country? And I always wonder that, too. If, if you really hate America, if you really hate this country, I mean, just hate it. You have a right to. America has freedom. This isn't North career where you must love the country or we're going to make sure you love the country. So you have the freedom to hate America. You have the freedom to be on a team representing the United States and hate the United States. But I wonder why. Cause I couldn't do it. If I really, truly, and at times I have hated this country. And I'm going to sit here in front. You guys who personally know me. At times I really hated this country. There are times this country really makes me to kick its behind because it does stuff wrong. There are times I really love this country. That's where it goes. That's where it goes with patriotism and with the realities in this nation. But if you really only hate this country, why are you going to represent it? Why would you want to? You can race for somebody else. You know, I hate America so much. I'll, I'll, I'll be a part, you know, Puerto Rico's territory. They have their own independent Olympic team. Or I go run for Canada. I will go run for Mexico. I will go run for uh, the Bahamas. I will go run for Jamaica. I will go run for somewhere else. Why? Because I really hate America that much. I don't want to, you know. And I always wonder about that. 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 And I was wondering, you know. I always wonder about that. Because a lot of people feel that. And it's not just a racial thing. You know. It's it's things. There's plenty of people who feel that way. You know. But I always wonder that. I always wonder. I, always wonder, I can say. The thing about. America that, that makes it great is that you can hate this nation and be in this nation you can love this nation be in this nation Again, there are people in Congress who hate this nation and I see two types of people who hate this nation those who hate it because it's free and those who hate it because they believe it's a hypocrisy, that it's not free they believe the nation is is not free. So you have the alt-left that believes, hey, this nation's hypocrisy, it doesn't hold to freedom, it doesn't hold to independence, it doesn't hold to respect, therefore I hate America. And then those who like, you know what, I want to make sure I hold on to power, I want to hold on to my rule, so I hate America, I want to make sure I change everything to make sure it keeps me in power. Because I don't want liberty or republic either. So some people view this nation as being too free, some view this nation as being too restrictive. And it's just really, really, really weird how both of them, really really don't like this country you know the alt-right hates america and the alt-left hates america they hate it for different reasons but they hate america and i personally believe, my own personal opinion that's why i have a podcast they both are a threat to the united states that you have to keep your eye on the alt-left and you have to keep your eye on the alt-right because both of them are bad for all of us who most thank goodness most of us aren't all anything in the long run the fringes will destroy this nation if us who in the middle us who don't give a crap are sleeping the fringes will destroy this nation because the fringes only care about their own power the alt-left wants power period and they want to lord over everyone else the alt-right wants power period and they want to lord over everyone else both of them to me are the biggest threats to this nation right now that is my personal opinion so and, and then very few people call them out in the media. I wish I had my own show, man. I wish I had my own show. I have a podcast here with one or two listeners. I'm not, I don't have the big microphone. Maybe I won't be able, to put me on at the Cuomo, you know, Don Lemon is doing different things. Put me on at the Cuomo at 10, you know, I get on there, hold everybody to the seat to the fire. Hey, you know what? You're this, you're that, you're this, everybody. Like, man, that guy just really, and then, I'm, hating. I'm not, hey, I just tell you the truth. I want the alt left going, I want the alt right going, and I want, edification for us in the middle edification for those who are smart enough to not to care about politics and, and and like i said before i wish i didn't care i really wish i could just like not care because these people don't care about me as, as one by one person did tell me on social media a very wise thing americans keep asking politicians to do what's right and not what's in their own best self-interest and that's never going to happen no matter what part of the in. and i said true <laughs> and, and that's the thing about patriotism is that you call it all out you call it all out You call it out loud. The thing that I want to end with this, I want to end with something very positive, is that we, uh, it's 4th of July, 11 years ago this day, I went to a 4th of July parade in in, in Michigan at a co-worker's house, a friend's house. And I I was there, and uh, the parade went right past his front lawn, right down the street. Uh, And it was good. I I saw a young man that I know and his mother, they were there. Uh, One of my co-workers... 8 squared. I'm going to call you out on my podcast, 8 squared. She helped my daughter, Catherine, who was just born. I have a wonderful photo of that. And uh, so 11 years ago this day, I remember that. That was a. That was 2010. That was my last time going to a 4th of July parade. I, I saw Met uh, sheriff was there. Senator, <laughs> Senator uh, what's his name? Uh, I forgot his name. Senator Carl Levin, Levin is, is. Oh, Senator Levin was there. He was marching in the parade. It was some other politicians, both Republican and Democrat were there marching in the parade and it, it was fun and uh, it, 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 it was it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed, you know. I, and again, me personally, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the parade. I, I enjoyed the pageant I enjoyed the celebration. I enjoyed my daughter, you know, and us together and our friends celebrating freedom. Thankful for our nation. Thankful for each other. And uh, thankful for all the people who came by. And I, I really remember that day. that was. Every fourth of July, my wife and I think about. Dang, maybe we should fly back up and go go to a parade at, at his house. You know, at, at, everything's Ron at Ron's house, and if they still have it, because that that to me, I think that's what it comes back to as a nation, is you forget all the BS, you forget all the stuff. It's about people and you working together, and uh, and celebrating together, and, and and that and that's what I like. I like that we're celebrating together as Americans, and I and I enjoy that. I enjoy that time, and I enjoy the fourth of July. I enjoyed it as a kid because I enjoyed eating uh, all that barbecue, as I said before, and uh, on different podcasts. But I I enjoyed it. And I I think that's what it is. Things about this country I despise and things I enjoy. And I think that's what patriotism is. It's calling out the things that you despise and things that you enjoy, but from a place of love. That's the difference between patriot and anti-patriot. Patriots is that person that loves you and says, hey, you got to get this stuff right. And I'm saying it because it's coming from a place of love. And that's what patriotism is to the Fatherland.